there, I'm Bill Ingram, and this is Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. On today's show, we'll learn about the birthplace of the iconic Texas flag. It's crawfish season in Texas and Louisiana. I'll tell you about a couple of places to chow down on the mud bugs. And what does God want us to do? Well, among other things, he wants us to go to church. That's all coming up on today's Welcome to Texas. Hope On Demand is a brand new mobile app where you can see videos, listen to podcasts, read blogs, and articles to help you grow in your faith. Download the mobile app now on iOS and Android. Just search for Hope On Demand. Growing up, I was not raised in church. My dad had a bad experience in church, and therefore, he chose not to go. There were only three of us, so Mom and I didn't go either. My mother's great-grandfather was a Baptist preacher, and when my grandmother, I called her Mama, was still alive, I did go to church with her. However, I was in the third grade when she became ill with pancreatic cancer back in the early 60s. Cancer treatment had not progressed to the point it is today, and her health declined fairly quickly. After she died, I had no one to take me to church. As much as I loved my mom and dad, nobody is perfect, and although they believed in Jesus and taught me to believe too, we never went to church. One day I met a Baptist preacher that lived in our neighborhood, and he invited me to his church. He introduced me to some other neighbors, and they said I could ride to church with them. Shortly, though, after I started going, the pastor resigned and the neighbors quit going to church. I was 40 years old before I got saved and started trying to educate myself on the Bible. What I learned was that the real church is not a building. It's not about money. It's not how you dress or what you wear. It's about showing obedience to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and worshiping with other Christians to help and support each other in our beliefs. I went to church one day, and after the service came walking out, I heard this woman saying how she got nothing out of the service today. What ran through my mind was how sad. She missed the point of going to church in the first place. What she's supposed to get out of it is worshiping God. They don't call the sanctuary the worship center for nothing, you know. In our worship is where we get fed. There are many scriptures that tell you why it's important to be in church. All we really need to know is we need to go to church because that's where God wants us. In Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Hope on Demand has a brand new podcast called The Art of Friendship. It's hosted by my friend and author, Kim Weir. It's all about creating and keeping relationships that matter. Look for it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Art of Friendship. Some people call them crawfish or crawdads. Some say crayfish, and some even call them mud bugs. The season officially started January 1st, but the first few weeks, the crawfish tend to be small and mid-size. By February, they are big and plump. However, the experts are saying that we will pay more than ever for crawfish this season. So much for that report that said inflation is getting better, right? 
The crawfish are boiled with some Cajun spices and usually include corn on the cob, andouille sausage, and red potatoes, which all soak up that delicious flavor. Thanks to crawfish farming in southeast Texas and Louisiana, it's crawfish season from January to August. So you might wonder, where do I get a taste of these delicious crustaceans? I talked to the good folks at Boyd's One Stop in Texas City. They have live crawfish and boiled crawfish. The Crawfish Shack in Crosby is also a local favorite stop. And there are many others, too, that you can find around the Houston area or around uh, southeast Texas, for that matter, in Beaumont, Port Arthur, Orange, and over in Louisiana, of course, our neighbors to the east. I love this time of the year. Instructions are super easy, too. Pinch, peel, eat, and repeat. Hope on Demand has a podcast called Anything But Quiet Time. It's hosted by my good friends, Rochelle and Carter. Each week, they have fun and insightful conversation about what they're learning in their quiet time. You can download it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Anything But Quiet Time. Once Texas won its independence from Mexico, they needed a flag for the new republic. Now, many do not know that Montgomery, Texas is the birthplace of the Texas flag. There were several versions of flags at first that was flown in different parts of the Republic at the time. Once Mary Bobby Lamar took office as the second president from the Republic of Texas, he wanted an official flag for the Republic. So he contacted Dr. Charles B. Stewart, the first Secretary of State appointed by Sam Houston, the first president. President Lamar asked Dr. Stewart to create a flag that could be adopted by the entire republic. Now, Dr. Stewart studied flags all over the world. He wanted the Texas flag to be special, to be recognized worldwide. Once he completed the Lone Star flag design, he took it to President Lamar for approval. It is said the president hardly looked up and scribbled his signature upside down on the vellum. The original flag hangs in the Austin Library at the state capitol, but you can see a copy of it at the birthplace of the Texas flag, the National Heart Davis Museum in Montgomery, Texas, just northwest of Houston. It's time for me to skedaddle lickety-split. I'm Bill Ingram, and this has been Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I hope you'll join me again for Welcome to Texas.